You're listening to The Morning Jam. I'm Janet Rose, and we are excited to have one of our most favorite people joining us this morning on the program, Dr. Bob Denton. Good morning. Well, good morning. You're very kind indeed. Very kind. It is a big day, isn't it? Well, for me, you know, it's like the Super Bowl. I always love Election Day. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's going to be a long day, but I love it uh, for me. Um, and, of course, sometimes your teams win and sometimes your teams lose. <laughs> well, what is your what is your gut telling you today? Well, um, there are a lot of caveats, and I could talk about two or three of those. Um, I think the House, obviously, like everybody else, um, but this is going to be more than a ripple, probably be a wave. I don't think it's going to be a tsunami. I mean, okay. look, the average loss first-year president incumbent is 28 seats, um, six in, uh, in ter- or four in terms of the Senate. Um, Republicans might gain 25 to 35. Uh, if the polling is way off, it perhaps could become a tsunami. Um, I happen to be among those that think in terms of the Senate, I don't know those margins. There's so much unknown as it relates to the highest turnout ever. Um, so it would either be 51. I think the odds you'd have to say is Republicans 51. If they get up to 53 and some, Duke Gingrich says, well, we're going to have 54. I, I, you know, I don't really think that. Um, so, yes, um, I think it may be a wave, but certainly not on the Senate side, the House side, anytime you surpass what is a historical norm, then, yeah, that's that's a wave, and that's good. Uh, the Senate is just so many variables, and so I think I'm not quite as optimistic as some of the numbers I'm hearing there. In, the, in terms of turnout, normally midterm elections, 40, 45, uh, presidential, 65 to 72. We already have 45 million people have already voted. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the largest turnout in midterm in history. Did the polls really account for that? Democrats, 60%, said they've already voted. Republicans, is only down to 32. So a lot of Republicans are going to have to get out and vote. Matter of fact, Virginia's when the lowest early vote, only 13% or so. Wow. as of the first of the week. So there's just some question marks. I don't know. Well, one of the things that I found to be very interesting, especially in the the last couple of weeks, the media and a lot of Democrats are coming out with some pretty nasty comments about Americans who vote Republican, saying, you know, that they're not very bright and um, that they just don't understand why they would make these stupid decisions. Why would women give up their rights because of the price of gas and food? Uh, I think one one co-host uh, from The View likened Republican women to cockroaches voting for incest- insecticide. I mean, really, really ugly. Um, do you think that's really going to be effective, or do you think that's going to get out the vote for Republicans even more? Well, it certainly shows the intensity of the bipartisanship, this anger for both sides. I'm just a hillbilly from Boone, and I've heard stuff like that about me all my life, and <laughs> I, I think I've survived somewhat okay. Um, no, that shows the real um, anger and viciousness I think it, it looks desperate. I think it looks it, like uh, it's a little desperate. Yes. Well, you know, I, I talked to a pollster uh, this week. I can't reveal the name, uh, but the, she, yes, she, 
she's working on national races uh, and one of these in the most contested here in the Commonwealth of Virginia. What happened about three weeks ago? Yes, there was a shift. The shift was primarily by women. Women were coming back, especially independent women, to Republicans. The abortion issue now is in second tier. It's not the prime motivator. Non-college-educated women, middle-aged, in middle-aged, define that, we're probably looking at 35 to, to 60 and a little bit older in terms of women. It's about the economy. It's about the economy and inflation. So that has been about three weeks in terms of the women, yes, coming back to the Republicans. That's part of the shift there. But it's a reasonable calculus. And this mess about dangers to democracy, my, <laughs> what was the civil, what, has anyone read history? What are the schools teaching now? I don't have any idea. But um, that notion is really thin on me, and I'm really disappointed to see both Biden and, and President Obama, who absolutely oh. benefited from the democratic process. Right. Some of the things they say, it just. It was unbelievable. And then even the New York Times came out. Uh, saying on, on Friday that, well, I mean, let's be honest, Biden is embellishing the truth as far as his accomplishments and, well, I mean, ju- just just this whole thing with democracy. It's a ridiculous thing to say. It's it's uh, ridiculous and dangerous. I mean, what what's happening today? I think one of the elements of today of an election has to do with the democracy, doesn't it? I mean, I, yeah, I, I, it just... <laughs> that is what is so frustrating and alarming to me. But it does show incredible division that we still have in this country. And I don't quite know, short of another 9-11, what's going to kind of bring us back. Right. To and even that didn't last long, did it? Um, no, it didn't. Let's talk about Virginia's 7th District for a minute. Um, Republicans only need five seats to regain control of the House of Representatives, many believe Democrats are going to try to hang on, and if they do, they're going to have to win Virginia's 7th District. What are your thoughts on that race? Well, um, that is um, one of the... Actually, uh, it's the 2nd, 7th, and 10th. All eyes are on uh, those three. I think Virginia can be a bellwether tonight. Uh, as you look at those, obviously most of the um, observers in terms of the seventh state, it's a toss-up. That particular um, district, uh, obviously with redistricting, made it a little bit more in terms of uh, of Democrat. Um, so they say it's going to be a toss-up. So it depends upon, here we go again, if Republicans turn out today. Um, but that one has been from leaning Democrat to totally toss up now. So there is moving, and it must be very, very tight. And that's happened only within the last week or so. Well, you know, we've been seeing these Latina women do very well across the country. And, of course, Vega would be the Virginia's first Latina congresswoman. Um, Yunkin has been stumping for her big time. Of course, her Democratic challenger uh, is trying to paint herself as a centrist using Liz Cheney as proof. I don't know that that's going to work. <laughs> yeah. And um, uh, Yunkin won that district by 52%. Mm-hmm. Um, the redistricting um, uh, made it 6% more Democrat. Um, the fact that it's as close as it is, it's certainly very much within play. Um, I can tell you, some observers say, if you're looking at the 2nd, 7th, and 10th, if 
Democrats hold one of those three, um, if Republicans win one of those three, okay, it may be a ripple, not that much of a wave. If, if, if we know, and I'm not sure we will fully know by bedtime, but if Republicans get two of those, it's a wave. If Republicans pull out all three of those in the Commonwealth of Virginia, well, what I'm hearing from the experts is then it's going to be a big wave, and that's where Republicans could get 35 to 45 seats uh, in terms of the House. Wow. So Virginia, we're going to be a bellwether tonight, mm-hmm. and that's what we want to start. Um, that's what I, that's the first thing I'll be looking at uh, as a polls close. Sure, as the second, seventh, and tenth. Right. Well, uh, before we let you go, let's talk about Ohio and Pennsylvania. I want to know your predictions in those battleground states. Well, my I, I haven't done much cross tabs. Um, I think Georgia, uh, I think in Pennsylvania and Georgia, uh, for example, I think um, it, it, it's party, not candidate. Um, so so you, how do you think Abrams is going to do? <laughs> Come well, on now, give me a little something. <laughs> well, see, I, I don't when, when when things get within the margin and that, and I'm still so concerned about the modeling in terms of the turnout. Um, I think the pollsters it, it, have struggled so much, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think Abrams will win in terms of the governor there and Herschel Walker. Um, if there's a strong in terms of the of the governors, I think there's some coattail effects there, um, and so it's about party, and um, so I would give a, a, a slight edge, um, but I'm afraid what may end up is, you know, in December they're going to have a runoff. Mm. So I'm very cautious on that one. Yeah. I, I just I, actually this is one of the most cycles that I am the most cautious. Um, because it's not so much policy per se. Candidate quality in some races have hurt both Democrats and or Republicans. Mm-hmm. The turnout is so very high, it's about party. And so we are, this is a historic midterm election. Historic. Yeah. Yeah. In so many ways. And there's so many unknowns. Right. So I am a little bit more reticent and be fascinated. Mm-hmm. Um, some say it may be an all or none. And that's why I said, uh, is it a ripple, wave, or is it going to be a tsunami? Well, I think a wave in the House, not as sure about the Senate, but I do think Republicans can prevail at 51 as a minimum. And my goodness, we'll see what happens. But one thing we all need to do, please keep reminding, look, it's going to take three or four days for the voting. There's going to be court cases. Right. We're just going to see what kind of mess it is. Let's be patient. Yeah, keep your cool. Have a democratic process, absolutely. Don't believe a lot of the rumor mess that will start coming out there. Right. We have a process. It's it's like making sausage. Sometimes it's not pretty. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But let's, 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 let's be patient and wait, and we'll see what will be uh, prevail. And it may be toward the end of the week before we get a real clear view. Right. Unless it's a tsunami. Right. Well, I thank you so much for joining us this morning. As always, it's uh, it's it's so fascinating to hear what your thoughts are. We'll see what the, the future holds for tomorrow. You get your popcorn ready. I know you're going to enjoy taking it all in.
popcorn, no, <laughs> a martini. Oh, and uh, but anyway. <laughs> so, well, maybe you are expecting a he, tsunami. He could also get the hokey beer. There's hokey beer out there. So, oh, just okay. Saying. Oh, actually, that's in my fridge. Uh, I'm going to be on DBJ all night tonight. Okay. But when I do get home, oh yes, <laughs> a martini in hand. Yes, ma'am. Uh, thank you for joining us, and we'll talk to you again soon. Always my pleasure. Thank uh, you. All right. Remember, you can uh, catch Dr. Bob tonight on WDBJ7, as uh, it's going to be an interesting night. Coming up, we will have more of your thoughts. So we got a couple of calls, actually, during that interview. If you want to call us back, do so, 866-916-3776. Thanks for listening to The Morning Jam. Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the morning jam.